What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. So glad you're joining us. If this is your first time listening, first and foremost, I appreciate the time that you're, you're giving me uh, this morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever you might be doing while listening to this podcast. This is a podcast about getting over your hard days, the dark days. No Rain, No Rainbows is about getting through your storms to reach your sunshine and your rainbows to live the life you deserve and a fulfilled life. And we all know that we go through our hard times and if you are going through a hard time right now, this is a podcast to kind of help you through it and maybe give you some some actionable advice on how to kind of keep pushing forward and head over to your goals. And uh, speaking of pushing forward and getting to your goals, this is a first time for No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. Two guests. Uh, we're going to do our best with this one. I think it's going to be a great podcast. Uh, welcome, Jim and James of Jim Gear. Guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, uh, thanks for having us. I appreciate the time and uh, you guys coming out. First and foremost, introduce yourselves to to our listeners. Maybe give them a background of who you are. And uh, we'll be talking about these bags in a little bit. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see these two bags uh, on this pool table. That's gym gear bags. We'll we'll talk about them in a second. But give us a little bit of context. Yeah, my name's Jim Pillar, and and as you said, I'm I'm one of the co-owners of Gym Gear. And um, you know, the bottom line is we we grew up in military families. Um, we're fitness addicts and you know we had a a need we had a need you know with regards to the um the bags that we were carrying and how we were getting our gear and our work stuff you know in in one bag to carry into work and bottom line is we couldn't find it so we went out you know and and, uh, decided to design it ourselves um so james and i've worked together for over 25 years and you know, just uh, decided that it was time to build our own bag and, and then see if we couldn't turn it into a company and, and then give back to the military community that we grew up with as well. It's been a great journey. We've learned a lot through the process and uh, gotten even closer as friends. So it's been fun. How did you two initially meet? You mean do it? <laughs> uh, we met at work uh, where we work today. And uh, it's uh, at first when we first met, I didn't particularly care for him too much because to me he seemed a little too cocky. But over time, we just became good, good friends. And, um, you know, the, this, the, the sharing in our faith, the sharing in um, our families, we've known each other all the time, it's um, just been special. Um, I consider him my best friend, and, and uh, he's got me through a lot of tough times. Same, same yeah. Same yeah. here, for sure. I mean, it's, it's been incredible. Um, it's it's strange because we both come from very similar backgrounds. We come from families of three boys. We're the oldest of three boys, both military families. Our fathers were in military for quite some time. Both served in Vietnam for multiple tours. Um, so just uh, both named James. <laughs> so I mean, it's you know, and both of our fathers are named James as well. So uh, yeah. that's the reason that we came up with Jim Gear was really about our fathers and, and the two of us. Yeah, and that's built into our brand as well. Nice. Um, we have the flag represents our military bra- background, and then we have four stars on the flag um, in the brand that represents the four James or Jims. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I, I, want, I love that, and I'd love to, to jump into the bags in just a little bit. But first, you mentioned kind of getting through some hard times together and seeing where you are now. 
running not just gym gear, but working and running another company as well, it's easy for folks to kind of see the the end game and and want to get there. But we know it, it, you don't just wake up one day and have two companies under your belt. What are, what's the kind of the story on how that all came about? Pure pure grace of God. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah, I, th- I mean that's certainly true. Um, you know, a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, I think James mentioned earlier, but just the military, growing up in a military family and really learning that discipline, you know, it's, it's uh, something that is really ingrained in both of us um, to really just be organized and disciplined. And when you're that way, you know, you can really focus on what you need to do to, to move forward. And the other thing I think is not really caring about the end game, to your point, but just, you know, each day just trying to give it your best. And it, it tends to work out when you do that, right? Um, yeah, and I think uh, the teamwork. Um, and if you care about each other, you're going to help each other get through the struggles, whatever it is, whether it's in business or whether it's in life. Um, and I think Jim and I both have um, been through a lot of situations in our life and, and at work that um, without Jim, I know I, I would have struggled getting through it. So yeah. you, you two meet, you, you become friends at work, and mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about some struggles. With whatever you're comfortable in sharing, what are some struggles you guys have, have gotten through together? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing that, that we've, and it, it was really early on in our relationship, in our friendship, that, you know, um, was a big help and continues to be a big help was, um, you know, very early on um, in our friendship, as I mentioned, that um, my brother was killed in a motorcycle accident. And, um, you know, that's uh, it's something that changes you significantly. Um, and, you know, it's a struggle. I mean, today it's it's been over 25 years as well. It's been about 26 years. And it's a it's a constant it's a constant part of your life after something like that happens. And. It's, you know, it's good to have the friendship and to just be able sometimes just to talk about something that you, you don't you don't routinely go around, you know, expressing the way you, you, you're deeply, you know, um, impacted by something like that. To have somebody that you can do that with is is huge. Okay, it keeps you sane, quite frankly, because um, a lot of times there's, you know, there's moments when it's easy to to let that just overwhelm you. Um, believe it, it's just crazy. Um, so. Yeah, and I think too, um, you know, a lot of times we'll refer to each other as brother, um, and that's not just that's also in our faith, but also a true statement that I consider him a brother. Yeah, I have two other brothers, but he's one of them as well. It's crazy too, and I know, I know I'm sure he he would agree with this is. I tell him more than I tell my biological brother. I mean, I have two brothers, one obviously that's passed away, but I still have a younger brother. We don't talk about the things that James and I talk about. So there, there's no question that there's, there's a, a closeness that is beyond blood, um, right. for sure. Right. Um, and that's important. I think it's important for men, particularly. Um, you know, I think a lot of women have that because it's natural for them. But I don't think that's natural. I mean, we're 50-year-old no, no. men sitting here talking about that. It's, 
Yeah. I don't think that's common, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree, and I think it's really important for men to have someone else right. to lean on. Another mm-hmm. man that they can kind of share with on a deeper level, not just on a surface level. Right. Because, at, to your point, that can help men through dark times and help them through tough times. Really sorry to hear about your brother. And as somebody who might one day have a friend going through something tough, how do you help someone through that? Mm. What do you think it was that James did for you? Or, James, what do you think you did for Jim that mm. can, can kind of help someone cope through that? A, a lot of times, you know, there's not much you can say as a friend without um, just being there, just listening, um, being attentive, uh, taking the time to be there. I think from a friend standpoint, that's about the only thing you do. And pray. You pray about it. Um, but I think the key thing is just being there for them. And, again, there's nothing you can say in that situation. So trying to say something can sometimes make it even worse. The best thing to do as a friend is just be there, listen, um, be there in love. Yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely the case. I mean, just thinking back even, you know, right after it happened, there's nothing that you can say. Um, and for somebody just to sometimes that they're just sitting there with you where and you might be, you know, in a completely different place mentally. But the fact that they're there and, you know, they're there is it makes a huge, huge difference. So you two have created this bond and you continue to work together. And one day you decide to build a bag. <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah, I think the, the key thing was uh, just from the workouts, we, we both transitioned to working out at lunch. So we were going to work, we were working out at lunch, and, and so carrying, you know, carrying the laptop and carrying work items, things like that, and also having to carry this stuff that, you know, clothes, shoes, things like that for the workout, and, and walking in with two and three bags. Like I saw you doing the other day. <laughs> and it, you know, it was a struggle. So it was over a three or four year period, it just got to become an irritation. And then, you know, for me in college and in high school, I was around the fashion industry a little bit, um, in retail and things like that. And I always enjoyed it. Um, and I've always wanted to do something in the way of, you know, fitness clothing or something um and so it just was something that i finally just said you know we need to sit down and design our own bag and see you know see what we can come up with and once we had the design it was like okay let's let's see if we can actually make it Mm -hmm. um yeah and i think uh again to his point it was it just got old trying to carry two bags in your coffee your food you know, and trying to open the door, it was just it's crazy. Um, but I think once we had it, and once we had we made one and had it in our hands, we were like, we've got to share this. So that's kind of where we went to um, forming the company and, and actually doing more bags. Yeah. So initially, were you looking just to make a bag for yourselves? Yeah, I think it was, um, there wasn't really a thought of a company. It mm-hmm. was, can we... Can we actually design something that solves the the problem? That was really right. the the first initial spark. It was can we do this at all? 
I, I, I want to make sure I, I drive that point home, solve the problem. They always say with great entrepreneurs, find a problem and solve it. Right, right. So you design this bag and you have the design you want and you decide you want to share it. What were the next steps on, on kind of going from idea to fruition? I know it could not have been easy. No, I, I think in, you know, the biggest issue was finding a manufacturer that would do it in the United States. You know, we wanted to keep it in the U.S. due to our military background. Um, so we looked around at different places. Jim called several spots, and we got a lot of, we can do that. You should do that in China. You need to do that in, in Mexico, places like that. And I think through his grit and determination, um, he finally found somebody in, in Colorado that would actually make the bag for us. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first thing, too, that we talked about once we said, okay, we, won't, we want to turn this into a company, is we said we don't want to do it unless we can use it as a vehicle to mm -hmm. give back. And, and then that was, you know, many, many days of, of having conversations about, well, what do we want to give back to? Mm. Um, and then we just naturally started talking about, you know, his, his father in the military service and my father in the military service and, you know, how best to give back to that community because of, you know, just growing up in that community, there, it, there's such, there's a bond there as well. We talk about brotherhood and things like that. I mean, that, that is the military motto and it, and it filters into the families. Um, and so the families take care of each other as well. So it, it was just, it felt like the right fit for us is to say, if we're going to do this, let's build them in the U.S. exclusively. All the materials, everything is U.S. And then let's use a percentage of whatever we do make and give back, you know, to that military community. Do you think having that connection to the cause, the connection of what you were doing this for helped kind of push through all those callbacks of, hey, go to China, go to China. How long did it actually take you to find a manufacturer that was like, okay, we'll do it in the U.S.? Yeah, I wish I'd kept track of, um, it was it was months and months. Maybe, I mean, here we are, we're sitting, it's 2019. We started the company, I mean, just the the actual business itself, through you know contacting an attorney and getting an LLC was in 2016. Wow! And we really started selling backpacks eight months ago, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So two years to get to the point of having a product, and I would say at least a year just to find somebody that would talk to us. Wow! Right. right. Not lay out the design for, but just talk to us and say, "Yeah, we'll look at your design." Yeah. Um, and, and it was, I agree with you. I think that the drive was, Hey, this could be a really, a, a nice vehicle to give back to this military community. And then just once we made up our minds, we weren't going to be stopped. It was right. sort of that thing as well. Like even when I would get down, he would pick me back up and say, no, 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 we're not giving up and vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the point I'd really love to drive home too, because I think we, we live in a time we talked about social media and instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Most people won't stick with something for more than a month, six months without seeing the tree bear fruits. They, right. they might just think, oh, this is not working. So I love the fact that you, you guys res you just refused to give up. You, you kept going and, and on to the next one. We, you mentioned before 
you call the person, they said they can't do it. You say, give me another number. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Every time, you know, that I got a no, I just said, okay, tell me somebody who might be willing to help us. Yeah. And they would, almost every person would give me a number. And then I would call that person and, and it just continued just to keep the path, you know, I mean, cause if I had let it just go at no, I think the path would have just been, it would have just stopped. Right. right. Because then I would have been, okay, now what do I do? What Google search do I do now? <laughs> cause you know, cause I've already gotten five people from that and that was it. And we were not going to build it outside the States. Yeah. So yeah, we that's going to find somebody in the States that we're going to, that's going to do it. I yeah. Love that. That's been, a, that's been another challenge mm-hmm. for sure is just making that decision. And then, you know, really sticking to it because it's easy, like you said, is I want instant gratification. I want it now. Wouldn't this just be easier to go mm-hmm. to some of those other locations? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we didn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, they always say if you, if you want something easy, it's not going to last. If you want something to last, it's not going to be easy. That's exactly right. So uh, let's talk about the bag a little bit. I can tell you guys have been very detail-oriented when designing it. What were some of the necessities that you had in mind in, in putting it together? <laughs> well, we, we wanted something that would be professional-looking, first off, and something we could carry our laptop with us as well as our workout gear. So that was the initial point of the bag um and of course we wanted to have enough room to put all that stuff in it and into the bag so um if you look at the bag there's room for shoes room for clothes room for workout gear um, your laptop your ipad whatever you got will fit in that bag nice yeah i think the the other key thing is james said we knew we wanted to keep shoes separate from other things i mean one of the things that happens i mean you, you take a a set of workout clothes and they're clean when you go into work now i work out i want to keep those separate i want to keep the shoes separate so there's a you know we we knew we needed a separate shoe compartment we wanted a snap out pouch for the dirty clothes not only is it in a it's separate compartment but it's also in a separate pouch because Everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody's clo- dirty clothes don't smell too great, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the whole thought process is, you know, how do we really prevent this bag from looking like and smelling like a gym bag? Right, yeah. Right, and that's that's huge. That was huge in the thought process. It, it's funny because I kind of want to question the, the incentives behind it. Were you kind of looking for what people would need or what you personally needed and found out that it was a necessity that a lot of people resonated well, with? We, well, we would need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely what we needed, and then we thought, okay, this there might this might be somewhat of a niche business in terms of you know the people that are really needing something like this. But the more people we talked to, you know, they were saying this is a great idea. It's the same kind of issues that you know we we have. You know, the dirty clothes, keeping them separate, carrying shoes, and then a lot of people started telling us what they liked about it and what they thought they could use it for. You know, this would be a great travel bag, a, a two two night overnight bag. You know, things that initially we weren't thinking about. Mm-hmm. We were focused on just get me to work so I can put one thing on my right, back right. and get into work. Like he said, carrying my coffee and not, you know, a gym bag, my lunch bag, you know, and yeah. the and the work stuff. So, yeah, I think the other thing is the durability of the bag. Um, we made sure we chose uh, heavy denier material. Um, we've got seat belt uh, handles so that it, it, it will, it'll last 
Um, so we want to make sure we had good durability with it as well. Nice. Yeah, no question. Now, you mentioned um, kind of using the bag to go to and from work. Mm-hmm. And that's the key I kind of want to point out here. You're starting this company while still running another company. You know, what, how did you manage your time around that? What were the challenges you, you've experienced in trying to do that? Because some folks listening right now, they might be in a boat where they're working a job, but they're working on a side hustle too. Their biggest question is, how do you manage the two? Yeah, I think, um, you know, early on, one of the things that we we made clear with each other was that we were going to hold each other accountable for staying focused on the the day job, right, when it's during the day and while we're at work, and then doing, you know, everything we can on the weekends and, and during the evenings for the job that we were, you know, the job we were hoping to build on, which was this, was gym gear in the, in the company. Um, and so it's it's really just holding, you know, each other accountable for that time and that time management. And, um, you know, the action list on, on, the, on the iPhone <laughs> have been a lifesaver, <laughs> yeah, exactly. honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we assign each other action items, you know, through both, really, but more so for, yeah. for gym gear because it's something that we know we're going to have to do in the evenings and on the weekends. Nice. Um, yeah, and I think it goes back to the discipline, too, that we've had throughout our lives with having military backgrounds and making sure that in de- discipline we use towards our scheduling mm-hmm. as well. So what's, what's next on the list? Where, what are the next, uh, I guess, rainbows that you guys are chasing as you continue to grow this company? The, the next key thing for us is, is in March we're going to uh, do a Kickstarter campaign. We have a, a 2.0 version of the backpack with some small tweaks, and, and we're going to offer some additional accessories, um, you know, a, a drawstring bag, a lunch pouch, and then a cable accessory pouch or, a, you know, sort of a shaving kit. Um, you could, it could be used either way. Um, so we want to do that in March and really see where that takes us. We've, we have some ideas for some other products, um, but we really, we really need that Kickstarter to be <laughs> successful to really fund and fuel some of the things that we have in our heads. That's another thing that the, where we've sort of made sure that the discipline stayed in place is, and, and he keeps me straight on this. If it were up to me, I'd spend money like crazy. Um, but that's the reason he's, he's 100% responsible for the bank account because he says, no, no, you can't buy that um, and you can't go design that yet. Um, we've got ideas, but we're, we're being disciplined about doing that when there's the right funding to, to, to accomplish it. Right. How important is it to have that, that kind of the opposite person? Because for me, I do a lot of things solo, solo, uh, solo entrepreneurs out mm-hmm. there. They probably think, okay, I could do this, I could do that. But we all have weaknesses. What is it like having somebody to kind of look at you and say no? I think that's the, one of the keys to our friendship and the ability for us to be able to do what we're doing is, like I said before, I think we both understand each other's weaknesses and strengths, and we're able to play off that and help each other out when we need to. And he loves to say no to me. I do. <laughs> it's just wonderful when he has to say no. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for the folks listening, maybe uh, working a job, thinking about going on their own to start their own gig, whether it be building a bag or building their own product, something they want for themselves. What advice would you give them? 
Mm. You know, I, I think if it's something that you're you're passionate about, then you, you find the time, you you put the time in on it. Um, it's easy. It's easy when you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. um, at least to keep the motivation right. um, going forward. And um, you know that that's that's what comes to mind for sure. I think the key thing too to remember is it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Um, so if you keep that in front of you and you're not trying to get everything quickly and understand it's going to take some time for it to catch hold. If you're really passionate about it, though, it'll work out. Nice. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you know, the, that's, that's even where we are today really mm-hmm. is getting the brand, the brand name recognition. It we're we're not there. I mean, we, it's, it's, we're still, we're still in the warm up stage of the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. Uh, Jim, James, where can, where can folks find Jim Gear and, and find, you, find your company? Yeah. The, the website's uh, jimgear.com, J-I-M-G-E-A-R.com. And obviously you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, certainly follow us yeah. on Instagram. That'd be great. Follow us and, and look for that, the announcements and and the upcoming promotion for that Kickstarter, because that, that's huge for us. Nice. I love it. Jim James, thank you so much. And I'll be sure to put the links and in, in all the contacts in the show notes. So anybody that might be either watching on YouTube or getting, uh, getting the show through the website, they can kind of click in and, and find you guys. Great. Folks, if you've made it to the end, I just want to reiterate some of the key points is um, for men out there, having someone else to lean on, having either a group of men or another friend, very important when, it, when we talk about emotions and get, really getting through the tough times. Anybody out there looking to start a business or whatnot, the importance of having an accountability buddy, somebody to do it with you. I thought that was a great point. And also the patience and the, re, the resilience, the persistence. Don't give up after one month or six months. Go the distance. And I love that the fact that you both made up your minds. We're, we're manufacturing in America and we're yeah. not going to take no yeah. for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. And again, keep pushing forward towards your dreams. If you're going through the dark times right now, it's temporary because the troubled waters don't make, uh, the troubled waters make good sailors. Everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. That's right.